What's up? What's up? What is up? It's another Friday, another opportunity to bring you Ball Hog Sports Talk, where sports, business, and entertainment collide. I'm here with the crew. You know how we do it every single Friday morning. We have a live audience where we record the podcast and then we get it out to the universe. Uh, We're going to do some interesting things this morning because, you know, this particular week, everyone is is getting together. They're getting their they, they, charcoal ready. Or if you're a gas grill person, you're getting your propane ready. But everyone's getting ready to celebrate what is called Independence Weekend, 4th of July, however you refer to it. Uh, we're going to call this particular episode Land of the Free. We know how the song goes, Home of the Brave, Home of the Brave, Land of the Free. So this episode is Land of the Free, but at Ballhawk Sports Talk, where sports, business, entertainment collide, we only do it one way, and it's rough, rugged, and raw, because in this episode in Land of the Free, we're going to deal with some interesting things in America, how in this Land of the Free, a lot of us are scratching our head at what the Supreme Court of the United States recently decided and how women's rights have been under siege at the hand of this Supreme Court. And a senator actually had the nerve to tweet and joke that we should sort of reconsider Plessy versus Ferguson and Brown versus Board of Education. Uh, In this episode of Land of the Free, we're going to talk about just how free or not America has become. We're going to do it in the context of sports, business, entertainment. We're going to do it rough, rugged, and raw. I am your boy. I got the crew with me. Uh, stay with us. Strap on your seatbelt. If you've never been a part of the experience that is the Ball Hog Sports Talk, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. We're going to come to you here in a second. So stay tuned and let's go. Wake up, wake up, wake up, and stay woke because this is the Ball Hog Sports Talk. With your boy, B. Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. the Ball Hog, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South. This is the place where sports, business, and entertainment collide. And we're going to give it to you rough, rugged, and raw. So come get you a spoonful, like some grits with butter and salt. You know how we do it in the South, y'all. Make sure you do not get caught in your feelings. Strap on your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. Come on, let's go, 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 go. You know what it is. It's the Ball Hawk Sports Talk. I got the crew in the building starting off in the central time zone. The Big Flow Show. What's good, America? What's good? Today's a great day. Got my Captain America. That's as patriotic as I can get with my clothing line. But, you know, this is what I got to do. <laughs> Captain America in the building. I like it, man. We got superheroes on the show That's today. That's all I could be, a superhero. <laughs> and then from the East Coast, he is never afraid to represent Boston. Uh, our resident Boston Bean Town expert, uh, ETP. What up, man? What's up, baby? I'm just trying to forget about basketball season. So <laughs> You're going to force us go. into t- yeah. talking about baseball. We're going to talk it. about baseball no matter what. <laughs> Boston all day. Boston Red Sox, baby. I ain't mad at it, man. Uh, Today's episode is called Land of the Free, guys. And you know how we do it on what is uh, a lot of times called Independence Day, 4th of July, however you want to refer to it. Now, there was a Juneteenth, and 
uh, just recently celebrated some other uh, freedoms. Uh, but today we're going to do it in the context of sports, business, and entertainment. And in this episode of Land of the Free, guys, um, we'll start off with just quickly, anything you want to get off of your chest. If there's anything that's bothering you today, because we got to be free of the burdens on our mind. We got to be free of anything that is troubling us. So just quickly, and it's on the spot, but we all got some stuff that pisses us off. So anything you want to get off your chest, I want you to be free of it this morning before we hop into sports business entertainment. I'll start with you in the central time zone, since you're an hour earlier over there. Anything you just want to get off your chest, Big Flow Show? I, I just think, you know, this is this is the holiday of freedom, right? Everything should be free. I think we should make gas free for the day. I mean, right now, I think we need a holiday from gas. So I need to get that off my chest. My, you got my, that off your chest. I like my that. Take, my take, I used to think $90, $80 a big deal. We get to 110 bucks. And we, we, we trade in war stories on how much it costs to fill your tank now. Try to fill it up at halfway just so I don't have to see the damage. So I think the free day should be gas-free day. That's me. That's what I'm thinking. I like that, man. And a great idea. I'm sure everybody's pockets would appreciate that. I don't know if we'd ever do it, but I think we should put that <laughs> ordinance in effect. I mean, uh, one I day thinking. of free gas. ETP, anything to get off your chest, man, because uh, we got to be free of all the troubles for this show. So you had mentioned about grilling and, you know, the big thing is barbecuing in the day of our independence as a nation. And I don't understand how we still think that hot dogs in this day and age are consumable food product to celebrate freedom and independence. So I'm just like, there's, you know, you got the big Coney Island hot dog eating contest on the 4th of July. Absolutely. I say, I want to, I want to in with my freedom, <laughs> I want the right to throw all the hot dogs in the garbage. <laughs> We've graduated. No more hot dogs. dogs. I agree. With Disgusting. You. I ain't mad at you, man. We'll see, man. For me, um, um you're always the last. Like you go to the barbecue if you get there late or at the end of the evening. The only thing left is some shriveled up hot dogs because nobody's actually really eating them till they have to. Shriveled up, but hot you know, dogs. the people pause. try to get sexy. We'll they cut pause. the end of the hot dog so it splits to try to put the <laughs> score a little bit to try to make it sexy, dude. It's still lips and assholes. That's what I'm yeah. telling you. <laughs> I don't care what you say. I, I'm one of the few people that still likes hot dogs. So you, you, I was gonna say something else, but I'm gonna get something off my chest. You young people, <laughs> let me look in the dog on camera. You young people, because TikTok and all these videos have messed everything up. Now they call it a glizzy. If they catch you eating a hot dog, it's supposed to be <laughs> some, some sort of homosexual act that you're eating a hot dog. I'm one of the few people that still likes hot dogs. Stop calling it a glizzy. Stop making the video making me ashamed that I want to eat my hot dog. God bless America. I'm glad you like to eat them because now I know what to serve if you come to the house. Right. Hey, save those for me. Hey, those hot dogs, those <laughs> uh, I'm hoping everybody's going to uh, enjoy their 4th of yeah. July weekend, man. Um, but what I wanted to start off with uh, on, on this particular weekend, and I like that. My man, what's up, Andre Crompton? He says he had to get some off, something off his chest. He says he hopes Serena does not retire. Stay tuned because we're going to get to some Serena today. Uh, and please, uh, like we always ask, be remiss if I didn't ask, we ask humbly, please like, comment, share, like, comment, or share, tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody that you know, and please subscribe to both our YouTube channel and to our podcast. Um, I started off in the open talking about what the Supreme Court did 
and overturning Roe v. Wade. And we've heard all week, uh, not only just domestically, not only in this nation, but internationally, how people have been confused that women's rights are under attack. So I, I, I open there, and we're going to get more into sports business entertainment, but I'll close this, this get it off your chest segment and say, uh, ladies, just know that, that there are a lot of men uh, here um, in the U.S. And, and abroad that have your back, uh, and not everyone sees it that it's such that women's rights should be under attack. Uh, and I'll leave it there, man. Uh, I, all of us have kids, and watching the, the miracle that is childbirth was beautiful, but also it also let me know that I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Like there's a certain point in the delivery room. I wanted to tap out on behalf of my wife. So men just aren't equipped to do it. Uh, similarly, I don't think we should be equipped to make decisions for women, but I, I'll, I'll leave it there. And then let's get into some sports business entertainment. The only um, thing I we'll, have to point out, the irony with that is it took a woman uh, appointed to the Supreme court to actually finally get that agenda passed through. So crazy. It, yeah, it wasn't just men. It was, it was a woman that made it possible. It was. I just think that men shouldn't even have a vote. We should just like anyway. Um, I won't. I we. I digress. Let's get into so sports. Now, so so you think abortions are illegal, and also men should lose the right to vote. This no, is going vote great. For, for vote for that. <laughs> vote for anything dealing with a woman's body, because I know for a fact I could not have done it. Watching a, the a, the the miracle that is childbirth. And I know both of you well enough. Like, we cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all my guys. And I think you're real tough dudes. Y'all would have tapped out, part, too. Man. I got her pregnant. That was, you, was, that was rough. That was Listen, easy. man, I had that's a like kidney a- stone, and that's no size of a baby. And I would not volunteer to do that again for a lot of money. So I have no problem saying that I am not equipped to have give birth to a another human being <laughs> we would have tapped out man we would have tapped out so i just think we shouldn't get a vote that's all i'm saying when it comes to things dealing with women's bodies we should just be you know i have to agree with you my out friend. of the room um that's just my humble opinion so in this episode of land of the free man we go, we're going to talk about nba free agency because free agency was big but before we do to show our versatility because we got some versatility man in our coverage to show some versatility we're going to start with the stanley cup because the Stanley Cup, um, the Colorado Avalanche, they were able to win. Uh, they 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 were able to secure the Stanley Cup. They won 4-2 uh, over Tampa Bay Lightning. It's their first Stanley Cup since 2001. And the parade is, I think, scheduled for today. Uh, Colorado, being uh, Denver rather, being a mid-tier city. And the Stanley Cup coming there, big news. All of those things are you know, like, clap your hands, applaud. But the real story with the NHL Stanley Cup was the fact that as soon as it was awarded, somebody on the Colorado Avalanche did a DDT. Tore it up. So I think we got that, man. We so it, we, do you have that coverage? Do we Let's do we have that ATV? We gotta show this. Cause this is this is what's called when keeping it real goes wrong. When doing too right. much is actually too much. Right. You know, you so, say doing too much in a, in, a, in a friendly, fun sense, and you think, oh, it's a good time. You won the Stanley Cup. You're there celebrating. Uh, you're on somebody else's ice at the time. And, uh, you know, it, it's your team coming together, galvanizing, and celebrating the fact you haven't won since 2001. You were able to abruptly end what Tampa Bay was trying to do, be yet another dynasty, and get a three-peat. 
So all of those are celebratory things, and yet, do we have it? We have it. Waiting for you. Setting it up. Yeah. yeah that's so yeah, that, the lead up was lengthening because of the lack of motion. Yeah, my bad. Here. My bad. I was supposed to close <laughs> the lead, and and this is what happens to the Stanley Cup. Right. So they're all posing for their championship photo me. on the ice, and here we go. Bring in the cup. How do you fall? Uh, you are a hockey it. player, professional hockey player. Your job is to be able to ice skate. I think he tried to slide in. I think he should have been. They should have got a baseball guy. He manages not to impale himself on all these skates facing him. He, he goes the, down. Keep he used balls the Stanley in. Cup oh, to break his back. fall. They, think they should take it back. <laughs> they should tell him they're not worthy. I don't know, man. Yeah, that's like Stanley Cup has been around for however many years. Everybody's name is in such other. You balled it up the first five. You are a professional hockey player, and you fall on the skates in the most important moment of your life, holding the most precious thing to an NHL hockey player, the Stanley Cup. (laughs) Well, this the funny thing about this. So after after they win the Stanley Cup, it also goes around. Each player gets this have time with this so they deliver it from player to player one of the players they got the wrong address and they brought it to some couple's home and tried to drop it off so there's like we gotta reassess the the security (laughs) what's that it's a guy that stays with the cup the whole time so people don't yeah like this but they got the wrong address (laughs) in the process (laughs) so the, the couple got to take photos with it and i guess it's their neighbor or somebody that lives close by but they just need to, you know, reestablish some tighter security on this prize possession because they clearly don't care about it. They can nah, get out of do, it. So <laughs> what they should do is hire Amazon. Amazon don't get the addresses right wrong. They get, <laughs> they get the addresses right all the time, man. It'd be a lot cheaper instead of hiring whoever that person is to deliver the Stanley Cup and be with it. Just hire Amazon, bro. Get Amazon Prime. It's gonna get there. I promise you. Um, <laughs> Uh, but but congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche winning uh, the Stanley Cup and, uh, like I said, abruptly ending what was Tampa Bay Lightning's dynasty in their three-peat. Um, in addition this week, because at the Ball Hog Sports Talk, we talk sports business and entertainment. There was something that I didn't think was that entertaining, but there was a, a social media post that went, went viral, as they say. And it went viral when a particular young lady Put her ex, I don't know if they were married, but her ex on blast. Um, This particular young lady has more than one child. She has, I think, four children. Uh, But with this particular man, she only has one child. So as this man is coming up, she's doing a video. I'm putting him on blast. I knew he was going to do it. He only brought McDonald's for one of my kids. I got four kids. He only brought McDonald's for one of my kids. And it is it has sparked this back and forth about did the man have a responsibility to buy McDonald's for the entire litter of kids? I don't want to call them litter. That's not, that's, I'm sorry. I didn't mean litter. <laughs> what I mean? How do you five, say that? When you get to five, it's a litter. It's four. You still just got <laughs> well, All right, cool. So she's still good. The, the, the entire <laughs> brood, what do we call uh, All her kids. Brood. I think brood, brood. is a proper All right. So, so I ask you guys, because because you know in this episode of Land of the Free, it sounded like she wanted free lunch, right? The NHL, my buddy took a free fall, and in this this quick story, we got to get into from an entertainment purpose standpoint only, because it went viral and it scratched. I had to scratch my head; it blew my mind that people were talking about McDonald's. 
You talk about how the rich get richer. McDonald's got more free marketing over the last several days than they could have ever, ever bargained for. But anybody and everyone has posted their opinion as to whether or not this man should have bought McDonald's for everybody. So I just want to know on record here at the Ball Hog Sports Talk with Sports Business Entertainment Collide in this entertainment story that went viral. I need to know. I'm going to start with you on this one, ETP. Was the brother wrong? for not buying all them kids some chicken nuggets? Uh, it's a hard one. I don't think he was wrong, but I think he should have considered what the effect would be for the other kids because McDonald's make kids go crazy, right? So <laughs> you don't want to wave McDonald's in front of any kids and they can't have it. So, But it's his money, his child. I can't fault him for buying McDonald's only for his kid. I guess this the delivery of it, the other kids seeing it. And as an adult, you know what it was like when McDonald's came around. If you didn't get it, that was a hard, that's a harsh memory that had to be implanted in your brain right. on that day. So and you know the smell of McDonald's, them fries, when it walks through the door, like all the kids smell it. Right. <laughs> And, yeah, you can't hide it. It's not like yeah. carrots. <laughs> carrots don't have the aroma through the entire I, room. <laughs> I should also add to it that those detractors, those people who have said she out her rabbit mind, have noticed that you know she had her nails done, she had her hair done, she was looking fly. You know, what she I'm had saying? some McDonald's money in her too. She had McDonald's. Uh, so, so people have said, "Look, buy your kids. You buy your your own kids McDonald's. They made his kids." Uh, so. Uh, I don't know Chicago, Windy City, Big Flow Show. I don't know if you as rugged as because that's kids? a that's a kid the youngest kid or the oldest kid. I don't know where he was in the clan. Thank you for that use of, of terminology, Shelton Jordan. We're gonna if, go with clan. If her I don't kid know where is the, the youngest kid, if his kid is the youngest kid, some of them kids, especially if it's multiple fathers. I don't I'm know the situation. I don't know the father pedigree. You don't know the father pool. No, nope. if there's multiple that. draft picks in that in that in that in that kid pool, and his is the last, he knew what he was getting into, so maybe shame on him. So like, fair. fair. If it's the oldest kid, you really trifling because you got these little kids out here. But if yours <laughs> is the youngest, you kind of feel like, man, maybe you know he probably should have picked him up and took him to McDonald's, right? Fair. That would have been better. That'd I don't know why better. you got to eat in their face because th- theoretically, in our community, I can't come. It's rude for me to come to your house without McDonald's for your whole kids if I have it for myself, right? You might have been, you might be shifting my opinion on this. I was so, already be like, man, get them kids some McDonald's, ma'am, and let that dad have a moment with his son with their McDonald's. But well, you might, you might be shifting me on something. You don't need to do all that. Maybe you want to let him know you might. <laughs> I'm the best. I don't know. That's funny that we talking about it. I saw someone post on the social media. I had no idea what was talking about. That's a lot of kids. Maybe if she only had two kids, but three more kids, they all could have ate some. Maybe she cooked. Maybe he didn't want to show them up. Maybe he thought she cooked. I, I, I have I have wrestled with this, but I want to say is this because we start off the show acknowledging and really, really trying to defend what would what we would consider women's rights and their decisions with their body, right? So I'll say that and then say this. How did this become some topic in conversation about protecting women? That, that this ain't that. This is no. that man decided, based on his budget, that he could only buy chicken nuggets 
for one child, his own child. Now, he would have been extra trifling if he decided with that money, I ain't buying even my own child no chicken nuggets. I just don't know where the line is drawn. The brother tried to do right and have his child have lunch, and I don't know if the other kids should have had free lunch. This they got more a of a attack on minimum wage. When the last time you've been through McDonald's? <laughs> you can't get through that thing for less than $15 for yourself. That's a lot of money, man. You oh, think yeah, about yeah. It. The price is going up. The price is the price gone. gone up, man. So four kids? <laughs> Maybe if she would have stopped it, they wanted to. Oof. <laughs> I don't know. I think he should have took his kids to McDonald's. Take your That's kids up. McDonald's. I got McDonald's. I got that's what I really want to see. How did the kid react? Was the kid that kind of like because if Hell it's the yeah. youngest, the youngest, I, I'm the youngest of five, and I will tell you that's normally what we, we gonna do. If I got McDonald's is, and you ain't got McDonald's, I got McDonald's. Right. I got shit. McDonald's. Well, what happened after? Did the kid even get to eat his McDonald's? Yeah, beat the hell out of I don't kid. know. They didn't show that. The video showed <laughs> this man approaching the house with a bag of McDonald's. And she was like, it's only one thing. It's only one burger in it. Why was she filming? She knew he only brought one. Uh, she she, I guess this, he's a street. repeat offender. Yeah, she uh, knew back he was checker, going to Shelton Jordan. <laughs> she threw the food in the street, so nobody got to eat it. Did she, I, didn't, I didn't see the whole end of it. Wow. Oh, in that That's, case, he was right not to buy that dog. I'm kidding. Yeah, because yeah, then how much food would have been in the, in the street if he bought more? <laughs> <laughs> uh we just before we get into uh the next segment man uh and this is where for me sports business and entertainment if you think of the business aspect of sports what we saw that started at roughly around 6 p.m last night in nba free agency so we talked about the free fall we talked about free lunch and now we gotta talk about free agency in this episode of land of the free some brothers made some money Yesterday, when I say brothers, I'm talking about the entire NBA world, not not racially based brothers, because uh, well, racially some numbers based brothers were thrown made a lot of money too. <laughs> some, some yes, yeah, some white brothers made the a white whole dude made the most. So yeah, <laughs> made the most. That's well, all we gonna get there. We have so Brooklyn. far to go. <laughs> so far to go. Even if, let's start with Brooklyn before we get to the, you know the the biggest deal. Let's talk about the biggest story. Because of Brooklyn, which has been the center of the universe, basketball universe for the last two years, despite their inability to win games, despite the fact that they got swept by ETPs, the Boston Celtics, we we all talk about Brooklyn. You had Kyrie, you had KD, you had James Harden, that imploded. Then you had Kyrie, KD, and Ben Simmons, and that was just sort of put on hold. Now you've got I don't know, because when Kyrie opted in, after a few days of talking about anything and everything outside of Brooklyn and making it seem as though he wasn't happy, we thought we were back to normal. Well, two days later, maybe, KD has been reported, has requested a trade. So then you think KD wants to get away from Kyrie, but now both camps, that's what the young people call their camps, these informants that voluntarily inform, the camps are letting us know that, no, they want to stay together. So although he opted in, if there's another option, they're going to opt to take the other option, and they want to stay together. We still together. 
What's going on in Brooklyn? Because this seems like the center of dysfunction. But we knew it was the center of dysfunction when it came to basketball. When it came to sort of the off-the-court stuff that were the antics of Kyrie and Ben Simmons, we knew it was the center of dysfunction. But I did think it was going to be the center of dysfunction when it came to actually getting contracts done. I didn't think it was going to be the center of dysfunction when it came to free agency. And now here is where all the fireworks are going off in Brooklyn. What do we think is going to happen? Is there much to do about nothing? Is this the just the new generation? I hate always sounding old when I talk about this new generation, but Generation Z, two days after opting in, somehow, some way, will piggyback off a story of our, our, our running mate requesting a trade. The guy that opted in wants us to go with the guy who requested a trade. Who's on first? Who's on second in Brooklyn? What's going on? All I, I know is know. this all started because the Boston Celtics swept this team oh, in the playoffs. Oh, I just want to, I just want to make sure we're clear on what caused Man, when this. You get swept by avalanche. a team and getting whooped in the championship. <laughs> you know, it really, it's dysfunction. <laughs> had Boston, I mean, <laughs> it's Boston's fault because had Boston won it all, they could have said, "All right, we well, you know we lost to the best." We said we didn't lose to the best. We got swept by this other team. <laughs> so also ran. I don't know. I, I personally think, I. Rumor has it, rumor has it, somebody left a jar of Dax in a brush in, his, in, in KD's <laughs> locker, and he was offended, and he said he wanted to go. That's what I'm saying. That's what the rumor is. He said, y'all so, going to stop brushing my hair. This somebody happen. wanted him to brush his head, and he said he's un, un, he wants to go somewhere where nobody brushes their hair. So I don't know. I thought it was weird. I mean, I guess KD had to, had to opt in because he couldn't get that money anywhere else. Kyrie, I'm not sorry, uh, Kyrie had to get yeah. that money somewhere else. But it does seem funny when KD said, I'm only coming back if Kyrie's here. And Kyrie said, I'm here. And he's like, I'm out. <laughs> that doesn't seem right. It could be a master plan, but just from, from 50 feet away, it smells it smells funny. Um, I don't know. I've seen some some trade conversations that I thought were interesting. You know, people were talking about uh, trading Devin Booker, getting him to the Suns. I think I would make that trade if I was them. Right. Um, I heard some trades about him going to uh, places he didn't want to go. The Pelicans, they say trade him for uh, uh, Brandon uh, Ingram mm-hmm. and, and the pick. I thought I thought that'd be a great one. Someone said trade Zion. I would trade Zion for him and let Brian and let and let uh, him play with Brandon. I don't, there's a lot of scenarios. As much as I hate KD. He's a fantastic basketball player. There's a lot of scenarios out there where I think people – no, I shouldn't say a lot. There's a few out there that I think can make things real interesting. I don't know what you guys think. He was talking about, about Miami. And he talked about Miami. Miami who would they give up, though? Everything I said about him over those last several weeks, I take okay. back. But who would they I, give up in Miami that, that, that makes any sense at all? Uh, it'd have to be Tyler Hero, Bam Amabato. It'd have to be – uh, I don't know who else they would throw in there. Um, Pat Riley. <laughs> at least those two. Act. At least those D-Way, two have Jersey. to be in the mix. Huh? Yeah. I don't think you get rid of Jimmy Buckets because then you, you don't pair it's him stupid. with anybody. But I, Tyler Hero's a you know, sixth man of the year. Yeah, but didn't do anything in the playoffs, even when he was healthy. And he only makes $6 million a year. Yeah. They got to get mean, $41 so, million. Dollars. So the... I mean, the crazy thing is, I hate. I said only like like I'm like I make yeah, some money. Only. Over here. <laughs> he only made thirty million dollars. Yeah, 
Yeah, use stupid terms like that. But go ahead. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much. There's so much. It's just crazy. Like he opted in because he because Kyrie could have went to L.A. for six million, right? If he declined his option, he could have taken the six million and went to L.A. and reunited with LeBron and blew up really the fourth it. franchise. Reunited. <laughs> And it feels so good. But Destroy yeah, his fourth have. franchise. The crazy thing is, the crazy thing about all this, like KD, I'll take KD on my team. Ky- the fact that Kyrie could still go and be a major factor on any franchise at this point, just it just shows the level of punishment that these organizations are willing to take to allow these players to do whatever they want. Like, Kyrie has was toxic in three franchises, and now they're like, I know the trade, you know, the the trade market or the free agency market wasn't really that good for him, so he opted in because he wasn't going to get the money. But somebody will take him on the team, absolutely. But how? How does that happen now? Because you got to take that bread with it, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, unless he. No so I thought man. maybe he gets a buyout from Brooklyn, which they won't do because they're not gonna. I think out of spite, they're not gonna do it. But take the buyout and then go play in L.A. for six million, so you get your money and you go to L.A. But they're saying, you know, Katie and Kyrie are saying this. There's speculation uh, that they actually still want to play together, but not in Brooklyn. But like, they both playing next year. Why is that yeah, What's it's the a Simple question. They don't like are, Steve Nash, apparently. Fire Steve Nash. <laughs> fire Steve Nash. Those are the technical aspects of, of this question from a free agency standpoint. Let's move back. Let's take a step back. Forget the technical question of who can afford it, who are you going to trade, right? how do you make it work in terms of a salary cap, who's going to pay that luxury tax. Let, let's take a step back. Just simple and plain, man. When you hear about this, after seeing what happened over the last two seasons, after watching Kyrie decide, which was his right, that he didn't want to put the vaccine in his body, and then also kind of acting like he was confused that the team wasn't jelling. It was just simple question. And I asked this not only to both of you, but I ask it to anyone watching in the live audience. Would you want to play with either one of them? Because KD is the absolute greatest scorer that I have seen. And I'm a big Michael Jordan sycophant. I was a part of the disciples to follow Michael Jordan. But as far as his pure score, KD is the best one that I've seen. Kyrie, in terms of being uh, able to get to wherever he wants to get to on the floor, get whatever shot he wants, and being a magician when handling that basketball, is probably the best ball handler we've seen, if not the best top three ball handlers we've seen in our lifetime. And yet, I still ask both of you, Outside all the technical terms of how you make it happen, simple and plain, would you want to play with him? Why or why not? Uh, Kyrie is not coming on any. He's not coming to my cookout. He's not coming to a <laughs> dance recital. Kyrie is not invited to anything that I have to attend if I have a choice on who's on the guest list. Because you just have no idea what his agenda is. So I would. I don't care how great you can score a basketball or dribble it or pass it, Kyrie Irving would never be a part of an organization that I was responsible for. KD, he has, you know, once he's on the court, once KD's on the court, he's there. He's locked in. He's ready to play. Like, KD cares about basketball in ways that I don't see 
Kyrie being locked in, but Kyrie also, I mean, Kyrie and KD or orchestrated them going to the same team to be able to play together because they're good friends and all this. And Harden and then, said, and then Katie's like, I'm out. <laughs> Harden said, what I can't say? do this. That's right. terrible. <laughs> Harden is like, y'all too toxic. I'll go to, man. I'm going to go down to Philly. Nah, I don't want no part of it. But, we play, but, but in all fairness, to be honest, and look, again, I don't want to make it all about old school, new school, because that's hopeless, oversimplifying. Because the truth of the matter is, uh, we've all played with toxic personalities that were so good that we turned a blind eye to certain things. Whether it be, you know, I I, I don't want to put anybody's business street, but we see we we played with toxic personalities. We played with immature people. We played with selfish people, and because they were so good, the coaches. The organization, and to be honest, even each one of us, kind of like, ah, that's just such and such being him, right? So, I, I, is this one of those situations that where is it too far? Because because neither one of them, from a basketball standpoint, it's really tough to find things to critique them when it comes to what they do on a basketball court. And the idea that being loyal and being a good team player and being there for your teammates is a part of the, the, the whole paradigm, we've kind of shifted away from that. So they're not alone. So, and I, again, I asked the audience too, could you play with KD? Could you play with Kyrie? Or is it no to both of them? It sounds like it's no for you for Kyrie. Um, how, and and what, what, I don't know what your answer was to KD. Yes or no? Could you play with him? Katie, I, I give him a shot, but when you can't even make, I mean, we're looking at what is arguably the greatest team organization in the history of basketball in the Golden State Warriors, and you can't figure out a way to mesh with that team for long enough to continue your reign, and then you go and leave, it questions, you know, it makes I you question. I think that was our fault. Wasn't that our fault as a, as a, as a fan community? Never our fault. How? Only because of this, I'll say this: the conversation about basketball in Boston. I didn't shots, call Katie a bitch. Draymond Green called Katie a bitch. <laughs> but I'll say this: in, in basketball conversations, a lot of times that happen in barbershops, a place that KD does not go, but he still hears the conversations. And in those conversations, basketball legacy conversations, we have all sort of flushed his titles, two of them, Finals MVPs, two of them. We flush them down the toilet and sort of undermine them and say, hey, they didn't mean much because they joined that team. So I feel as though as a fan community with all the conversations that we had around that and his legacy and saying that it wasn't really worth what normal championships and normal final MVPs are worth in the legacy conversation, we sort of prompted him to consider, let's get out of here and see if I can do it in another situation. You can't. To be determined. I don't, want <clears throat> I don't want either of them on my team, except the Bulls. And then the, um, the uh, <laughs> it is so hard because, you know, like I hated Kobe Bryant. But when they start talking about going to the Bulls, I got over it quick. So, we know, we're a bunch of liars out here because if somebody said you don't want them, it's so hypothetical. But when you think about them on your team, you'd be like, fuck it, let's see. Let's see what, let's see what it's going to work. I think so it's at the end of the day, Kyrie is a cancer. I don't think that it's, it's worth it. I do believe KD, you just know that you only got a couple years with him. Like he doesn't care about your organization or your city or nothing like that. He's going to have problems and stuff, but you're right. He is all business on the court. If the bulls could get KD, 
Man, I ain't gonna lie. I'll take Kyrie for the Bulls because you know what? We stuck anyway. So, well, that's the thing. If somebody's gonna take them, then it's gonna, gonna be they're gonna empower. I don't care about you know. the chemistry in the locker room. I never get invited, into <laughs> right? I'm never invited. Yeah. Now, if I was it's a like, player, I wouldn't want to play with them. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd want to play with KD either, to be honest with you, if I was a player, but just because I feel like he's he's uh. Yeah, at that level of selfish player, I would just have a hard time playing with those dudes that come in there like that and they're just kind of self and you just never know if they're just going to disappear on you one day, decide I don't want to be here no more and be gone. So that would have a hard time because, you know, I'm locked in as a teammate, but as a, as a fan, I'll give it a shot. Uh, <laughs> it a shot. Love it. And, and and look, I respect your honesty um, because I was asking initially as a player, but then I was going to, and you beat me to it, just say, as a fan, a fan of your team, would you want him on your team? Because I'm going to be honest with you, when they started saying KD gave a very short list of teams that he would consider when requesting that trade. Because he has a no-trade clause, right? He has no-trade clause. Yeah. So, But the the when that list came out and the Miami Heat was on that list, you better believe I was doing the happy dance. But when the, LeBron this is the James, difference. When but LeBron this is the James, when LeBron James decided to go to Miami after the decision, while I was all a part of the the, the course that was saying, "Man, anybody watching this show, man, just decide where you go." When oh, I man. heard that it was, I was meeting you with saw. the potential client. I remember it like it was yesterday, and he was a Knicks fan, and the 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 notification came up, and he told me, "I I got excited. These are." Once in a lifetime generational players in both KD and Kyrie, whether you like them or not. So I, I ask our audience, would you, whatever NBA team you cheer for, would you be happy if the tandem, the twosome, the, the two divas, the double diva to a tandem, if they came to your city, if they played for your team? And be honest. I ask you to be honest. Because we can say from where we're standing, all of these things, and it's hard to, 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 to say anything other than what we said about them personally. It's hard to, to say anything other than what we said about them in terms of their loyalty and lack thereof and their inability to commit and their divadom. But these are some good basketball players. Better than the person that you have on your yeah. team right now that you're thinking about who he would replace. Yeah. You're like, but, man, but, but I'll give you a perspective. Go I'll ahead. give you a perspective because, like, a- including Boston, they well, that's so so. Well, hold on. So, when you ask, like, would you take him on you as a fan? I watched Kyrie destroy my team, right? Like, I watched him come in and supposed to be this big, you know, injection of success into this organization to bring us back to glory and all this, and he basically dismantled the whole team like he was criticized you know he? he wasn't a good he wasn't a good leader he was criticizing the all the you know the young the youth of Tatum and Brown and they don't you know they're not committed and they need to follow my lead and he was trying to take the leadership role so he's creating all this strife and then he's like I'm not going anywhere I'm gonna resign if you'll have me a week later he's out the door like it's there's no way so you like, don't think it's we've seen it. it three times. Three times he's all he has created all this turmoil in an organization. KD, not so much, right? Like KD's there, he's he's kind of a diva. He's you know, he, he has his quirkiness, but he's not like 
disrupted a, an organization in the way that Kyrie Irving has done multiple times. While you have the floor, there was a question from our audience. Thank uh, Mark Osher no. for, for, <laughs> for presenting this question. The question to ETP is, ETP, KD for Jalen Brown and picks, yes or no? And you say? I think I'll say no because the point. Oh, you out your mind. The reason why. The reason why. Listen, listen. I appreciate you for saying. Listen, the reason why I'll say is because there's a there's a team culture in Boston that got them to the level of success that they had. They didn't win the championship, but there's a lot of there's a locker room culture in there where. They tried it, right? Kemba Walker came in and Kyrie Irving came in and they they kept trying to bring in stars from, you know, implant stars. But this homegrown built team, like Golden State couldn't even keep a team together with KD to buy into that culture. So I'm not willing to take that short-term, potential short-term success for blowing up what is like a very strong culture of success that content that has a lot of years left like tatum is 24 years old jalen brown's 25 years old katie's what 32 i don't know that i would more you know i would mortgage you, the future for having katie on the team I and like you that. don't have yeah, a point guard point that can facilitate though. that that'll just be a disaster are you looking at the future of your team or you want to win a championship now I want to win one now. The Bulls I'd rather be now, very successful for very long than to win a championship and then everything fall apart for the well, next Well, like right now, years. they're on a trajectory. Well, I shouldn't. I mean, they went to the chip. So you got to be thinking some sort of optimism there that they could tweak it and be there for a while. I don't believe they will. I don't think they're going to make it back next year. I think they had a good season this year. Um, and I, I think the East, I don't think you're going to consistently beat Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee is going to get better and they're going to beat you again. I think the East is up for grabs every year. So you just got to see if you can steal a chip. So if you can get KD there and steal a chip or two before he gets up out of there, the other dudes will still be young, then KD will be gone. Look look at Golden State. They got two chips out of him. Then they went sorry for a couple of years, and then they won the chip again. So if you do have such a good culture in the nucleus, I do see – because I don't think KD blows up your um, – I don't know. It's hard to say because Golden State has such a strong – you know, with, uh, with Draymond and those guys, they got such a strong core right there. I guess KD couldn't blow it up. He just had to go. But he won two chips with them. He got them two of their, their championships. He left. They were still able to regroup and figure out the formula. I would say that if KD went to, 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 to Boston, I don't think that he would blow the thing up. He would just disappear one day. But I think he kind of leaves quite uh, somewhat and, quietly. Isn't that what they – first of all, before I get to what I, my, my main point, you ain't going to talk about how the East getting better and all this and not mention the Miami Heat. Now, as a Bulls fan, if you don't want to mention your team, that's fine. But the Miami Heat in the picture, bro. You know, I don't know. I, I didn't know that that was going to make your, your booty pucker like that. I just meant to say <laughs> that the East, the, you don't know who's coming out of the East. It's really, I don't you know who's going to bother you so much. My booty got a pucker. <laughs> I don't know why it got you champs and shit a little bit. I, I just, they just didn't come to mind right away. But my, my point is, who's to say who's coming out the East? So if you can hit them now for a couple of years with KD before he decides he don't like the way that their, uh, you know, their their fast food restaurants serve fries, and he has to get out. <laughs> I mean, get two chips out of them. I don't know how you could turn it down because your long term success you, in the you, East is not. That's not the way. Sounding that's like, but you sounded like you. You're sounding like you also might be saying his time in Golden State was was a plus because he got the they got the two chips out of him, as opposed to everyone saying his time in Golden State was just two wasted years because you don't get credit for that. You're, it sounds like you're saying he should get credit for that. I'm saying Golden State get credit for it, but he shouldn't. I've been said that. How I mean, you don't get credit for it? 
it would be in KD's to be real of quick behavior. on that, not belabor this point. All I'm saying is that Golden State with the, with the the three headed monster that they have healthy over there, and the way that they play basketball unselfishly, the way that they yep. run their system, plug in again. I'm gonna say this again: any superstar, which is a testament to them and how they play basketball. And they can they can get some. Look how much they got out of Wiggins, who's not a superstar, but got a lot out of Wiggins. Wiggins turned out to be one of the main reasons they won a championship because of the way that that system works. I'm not I'm not going to give props to Wiggins because I think if Wiggins leaves again, we're going to go back to not really thinking about him. I didn't give props to KD because KD left again. Now, granted, injuries are a big factor, but at the same time, he hasn't he's, he hasn't won again yet. We never know if it's over with. But all I'm saying is, if you can bring him into Boston and treat the same situation where they have their core. And you can bring in a KD to get two quick ones while you still build and figuring your stuff out. I don't know why you wouldn't want to do that at Boston because yeah. I don't think KD blew up the Golden State Warriors uh, culture at all. I do think well, Kyrie things, is a cancer. Huh? Two things. Two things. One, if it's a Golden State situation and you're like, you can have your team and also sign KD and yeah, spend three hundred million dollars, but the core. I mean, Jalen Brown was. The driving force of the offense, so the to pull him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out. You're right. I, it's, I, I'm, I can't right. do that. So that's one. The other side of it is, it actually makes sense because Boston swept them, and based on KD's track record, he likes that might be an attractive place for him to go <laughs> and team up with his his arch nemesis the way he did with Golden State. But is there anyone else they could give up that that would that would be attractive to anybody? Money? No, not enough or? to not for a KD. Not in Boston. Not uh, I'll say this because you said you'd rather uh, uh, put yourself in position as a Boston Celtics fan to win for a long time. I think what we're seeing in Golden State is the last of its kind. It's it's last of a dying breed. And why do I say that? Look at all the extensions that people uh, had. And we're going to go through a few of the, the highlights of free agency. Look how it, 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 hours after opting in, Kyrie's a part of a conversation on the heels of KD demanding a trade to how they want to stay together. I think that the years of, uh, or, or the, the model of being able to stay together for years because of all of the leverage that players had, those days are just about gone. Yeah. And, and Golden State just got lucky because it just so happens that, that the Splash Brothers along with Draymond Green and their families actually like each other. They're making right. a lifestyle decision versus a business decision where when we're going to go through these free agency highlights, 99.99999% of the NBA right now, they're making business decisions to hell Hold with on. this fan club, this fan, this fan base, the city. It's a business decision for most of but, these. But but don't but let's not but let's also not omit the fact that Golden State is playing blank check economics. Like they are keeping this team together and paying all of them and going way into the luxury tax, way over the salary cap to keep that team together. So it ain't like Draymond or Clay or Steph are in the moment right now saying, okay, I'll take less money because I just love you guys and I love winning championships and it's about the game. Like they also get in the bags, all of them. They, the, the Golden State Warriors are paying 150, 175 plus over the salary cap in order to keep that team intact, where other teams are not doing it. Yeah. And 
And Golden yeah. State Warriors make also making seven hundred million dollars in revenue, so it's still profitable. So that might be the norm where you know Boston might turn into a situation when you know these guys grow up, you know, get more mature in their careers, and they deserve you know a higher salary. Maybe they'll start going above the salary cap. Like maybe that will be the norm. And That's then fair. you're just going to have a New York Yankees type of situation where the major market teams are just going to be willing to pay that money and the smaller market teams, because they don't have the the revenue, won't be successful. But hopefully that, the parity strays. That, 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 is, that is very fair in how you describe it. And I'll say that all three of them probably, well, maybe not Steph, but as far as Clay and Draymond, if they're taking a haircut, it's only like a 5% haircut. Right, because right, and, and you're making it back in 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 right. uh, endorsements and also postseason paychecks. Very fair, very fair. So let's talk about some other highlights, man. Because when it comes to this free agent thing, we started at Brooklyn, but there's some other staggering transactions that happen. And the the biggest staggering transaction happens to be the biggest of all time. The Joker just got paid largest deal ever, five years. $270 million. Some have reported 264 I think, when it's all in. 200 and that's around What's $6 million when you got <laughs> What's $6 million when you got $264? Uh, so $270 million over five years. And all I have to say, as we prepare for this Independence Day weekend and celebrate 4th of July on our barbecue grills, and in this episode of Land of the Free, how dare the NBA make the highest paid player ever a Serbian? Something don't seem right with that, man. I don't know. I'm with you, Joker, but they should. Yeah, sometimes you ever just break the money down. Like, think about how your check come in, right? He gets a million dollars every month. No, every week. Sorry. Every week. You get a million dollars a week. To who? <laughs> to who? A million a week. This country's going to hell. Immigrants all, the, all the jobs. They over, <laughs> over <laughs> yeah, where are all the, up, the, 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 the uprisings of people upset by the immigrants getting all the jobs? I want to hear y'all. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, no one's calling to build a wall around Serbia. Right. <laughs> coming over and taking work out of a good American's mouth. Nobody said nothing about that. A million dollars a week. Hey, I'll say this, though. Joker deserves every penny of it, man. My man every got me. He is indefensible. He is literally indefensible. Uh, so shout out to the Joker. Uh, John Morant and Zion Williamson, who at one point played on the same AAU team, fun fact. They both got the rookie max extension, five years, $231 million. Uh, You had James Harden in this crazy, bizarre world of free agency in this, in this episode of Land of the Free. He declined his player option. So just when you thought James Harden was all good, he's going to be in Philly, he's going to end his career there. Ah-ha-ha, not so fast. Not so fast. He declined his player option, so we'll see what happens with him. Bradley Beal. And I like me some Bradley Beal, but I didn't know Bradley Beal was worth five years, $215 million, just to stay in the land of purgatory. I'm sorry. He said, fuck women. <laughs> Bradley Beal said, Ah, winning is for chumps. He get think about this. He gets summers off, springs off. He get all that time. He get all that money. Fuck out of here. All y'all working. He goes. He knows all the fishing spots. When you guys get ready, he's good. He doesn't care. 
God bless The me. Wizards ain't nowhere close to it. Bradley <laughs> Bill was like, that's cool. What we going to do is get these checks. Uh, in April. It's, so, so it is interesting how we do the legacy conversations, man. I'm going to go into other ones. But, like, Bradley Bill, honestly, in the right situation, would be a part of the legacy conversation. You look at this generation of basketball player. He, too, is a, a, a scorer that has not been stopped. He's just done it in a place where they don't get nationally televised games. And they stink. They flat out stink. As Bubba Dub would say, trash. They just trash. Um, I, I, no offense, respectfully, to all you Wizards fans. The man decided that, that winning ain't that important by taking that, that paycheck. Mm-hmm. But, oh, well, good for him. It's, it's, Imagine it's the longevity he lasts by not having those extra playoff games he has to play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe. We shall. <laughs> but, but, but let's say. Every time, every year that he gets older and he's not in the playoffs, when it comes to them barbershop conversations about legacy, he doesn't care. He don't care. He'll buy a barbershop. He doesn't go to the barbershop. His barber comes to him. His barber lives <laughs> I ain't, got, with him. ain't got time for all that. <laughs> uh, I do like that last comment. Let's, let, let's quickly uh, hop on that. He says that the Zion contract is a gamble. They were kind of in a tough spot. It was, it was, no, it was reported that the family didn't really like it there. It is a gamble, but it's I I mean the recent well, pictures and I'm you sure had to they, give it to him though. It's not a gamble. You had to. Well, yeah, yeah. You ha- you can't the gamble is not giving it to him. That's the biggest gamble, right? So it's like I think they should trade KD for him. That'd be and and what else? you ain't trading the one for one. No, I get some picks or something. Who cares right. about picks? I'll I'll give you a hot take. The John Morant contract is potentially a bigger gamble because of his the way he plays and his health. Like he plays like you a, say gamble like 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 or maybe we can't give it to him. That's his impossible. No, no, I mean a gamble like he might not be on the court, right? Like giving yeah, but it's not a gamble. It's something you had to say like paying the taxes, right? Like you, like you got to pay it. him. That's what I'm saying. Like if we're gonna talk about something being a gamble, it's a gamble to throw that much money at a player who plays without reckless abandon and no concern for his or anyone else's safety, which is great to watch <laughs> until well, Zion, he can't play in the foot. finals. He or what's the conference finals. Heavy, jumping up, ducking on everybody. Yeah, yeah I, but he earned it. And, but I, I agree with you that in terms of a piece, a marketable piece, now they wouldn't have done it at, at the rookie extension point. But, I mean, John Morant right now is one of the hottest names in all of basketball. Right. Uh, and I've always said being limited in size is one thing, but being limited in size and going in there with the land of the trees, right? He, he finishes at the basket, which right. is great to watch, but it also means that every time you see him go up, you're wondering whether or not, yeah. you know, my now, what, what 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 was his extension? $231 million? My $231 million is going down the drain because this little dude is in there trying to dunk on folks. I, I look, <laughs> Allen Iverson. You look at all the great players that had that type of, 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 of uh, pronounced finishing capability, and the two that come to mind to me right away are Allen Iverson and Derrick Rose. Injuries happen, and and we said the same thing about quarterbacks, mobile quarterbacks. You know, and and whether or not Lamar Jackson gonna get paid, I think the same thing is true about John Morant and the way he plays the game. So I, I gotta agree with you that that is kind of risky. I don't know health wise, yeah. but you but you got to do it right. Like you have to give the money because he's box office, but it's a risk to give yeah. a longer term contract. And and we're already seeing. I mean, he's what twenty years old, and he's. I mean, he sat the Western Conference Finals when they needed him. So yeah, yeah. we'll uh, see. Derek 
excuse me, not I almost said somebody else. Something my mind is somewhere. Devin Booker. Uh Devin Booker also got paid. Uh it looks like DeAndre Ayton is out of there in Phoenix. But it seems like Devin is gonna stay home because he got the Supermax deal four years, 224 million dollars. So he got paid. Last but certainly not least, drum roll, please. The the highlight of the free agency period over the last several days had to be the New York Knickerbockers. The New York Knicks made a big old stink about getting their guy. And and when, when they got their guy, I thought they really had a guy. But yesterday I found out the New York Knicks doling and all of the dysfunction that comes with MSG. Right, the best thing y'all got going in that whole organization is that Penn Station is there, and I can get to the city because they all are robbing folks. The only thing you missing is a ski mask and a Glock. Y'all are robbing that fan base, and any New York Knicks fan that listens to the sound of my voice, I just want to say, as a Miami Heat fan, I am so happy that y'all went and paid Jalen Brunson. Y'all went and got y'all guy, a six foot one guard. That yes, he had some moments in the NBA playoffs. But doesn't it feel like we've seen this movie before that the New York Knicks went and got some 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 flash in the pan guard that they thought was going to be a difference maker, Man, and yet they still end in the same place. Four years, one hundred and four million dollars. They went and got their guy, and their guy is a staggering six foot one Jalen Brunson. He's a goon. <laughs> he won in college. Also, he won in high school. He's a goon. His dad was in the NBA. He's a goon. Get off him. And and but just as word. as a footnote, the Knicks hired his father about two months ago or a month about a month ago as a assistant coach. So not not so subtle, and that's how everyone knew that they were going to try to go get him. Not so subtle, but the try. Knicks. Hey, Bubba Dub, if I had you right now next to me, I know what you were saying. The New York Knicks, trash, trash organization. Jalen Brunson, that's your that's your answer. Hey man. Jalen Cole. Cole. I don't doubt that he's cold. I know he played in Illinois. You got to see him play in Chicago. I'm all with that. He's from the suburbs, too, not even the city. (laughs) from the suburbs. (laughs) But the New York Knicks, this this franchise, this valuable franchise, the biggest splash that they can make is early, but the biggest splash that they can make in free agency was a guy by the name of Jalen Brunson? G-T-F-O-H. Nick's when you say it like trash. that, it's even more disrespectful. <laughs> Jalen You know, and I ain't got no problem with Jalen Brunson. But that's your splash? That's yeah. how you're going to get the New York Knicks back to where the fans expected to be? You selling out all yes. of these on games? Yes. That ain't how you're going to get back yes, to where is. you need to be. He knows how to win. He's a champion. He is a champion. But, you know, there, there's a guard right now that's delivering Amazon packages. That's six foot one that could give you. And Jalen Brunson is good. But they can give you some good minutes. You got to go get a difference maker. Jalen Brunson, while a very, very serviceable guard, and he absolutely made some plays, he did his thing when Luka was out. So I ain't taking that away from him. But that can't be the center and the highlight of your free agency move. <laughs> Let's go. Jalen Brunson. Get Let's out of here, Nick. I'm with y'all. <laughs> trash. I'm going to go to Walmart buy one of y'all jerseys. <laughs> Uh, let's get in and get out two more topics, man. Anything you guys wanted to wrap up with, with NBA free agency before we hop on to the next topic, you guys good. I think we covered the big, the big points. Yeah. Big points. Now there's obviously a lot of, 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 of (laughs) transactions to come. Um, but you know, it's a moment to celebrate. If you're a New York Knicks fan, you got your guy. (laughs) (laughs) 
resist. I couldn't resist. Oh, it's great to be a Miami Heat fan and see how bad the Knicks are. Yeah, nanny nanny boo boo. How about that? Um, th- there's a lot of other freedoms going on right now, and one that I wanted to talk about is this whole uh, revelation that USC and UCLA have decided to get their hat, their coat, and leave the Pac-12. They are heading to the Big Ten. From a regional standpoint, optic standpoint, it don't make sense. But from a money standpoint, UCLA and USC was like, look, man, <laughs> we've been in this party a long time. We've been hanging out with y'all, and it's just not getting done. We got to go where some bigger money opportunities are. They head to the Big Ten. From a business standpoint, this makes perfect sense. Uh, from a, a, just an organizational standpoint, we're going to call this the free-for-all because – People are conference hopping like no tomorrow. When I heard that Texas was going to the SEC, it's, it's now become this thing where they're conference hopping. And I can only imagine these athletic directors have come up with some very sophisticated model to determine if it is more valuable and profitable for them to be in these other conferences. And for USC and UCLA, the answer must be yes. They're heading to the Big Ten. Uh, what do you guys think about it before we hop into the last two topics, man? Is this a good thing or bad thing for both UCLA and USC uh, independently? And then uh, is it a good thing or bad thing for the Big Ten as we, we contemplate what's going to be uh, this shift, seismic shift in conferences? And they said this could happen as early as 2024. So this is happening soon. It's happening. USC, UCLA, and the Big Ten, what do you guys think? I think this is the biggest sports story of the week. I think it's seismic. I think they overnight became the biggest conference. Uh, I got to say they're a bigger conference than, than the SEC, only because the SEC is a two-horse race, mostly in small markets. I know, obviously, that's the reason why they're so popular is because they're, they're in a lot of teams or places that don't have pro teams and stuff like that. But for you to have, you know, all the way from New Jersey to L.A. caring about a conference, for you to have – you know, uh, some of the most historic when you have, you know, USC, UCLA in basketball, USC in football, Michigan, Ohio State in the same conference. I'm at the point now where I'm thinking Notre Dame probably should join. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Uh Uh-oh. I'm starting to get – I'm starting to turn – look, all of the rivalries except for Navy are in one one conference right now. It would be an unbelievable – uh, addition for them to do it now. All those guys do is got to try to play Northwestern. The only one they got to get is Stanford. If Stanford comes over, <clears throat> if Stanford gets over in this conference, Notre Dame should come over to the conference. I mean, now it's the highest academic conference because you know UCLA, USC are great schools. If Stanford gets over there, you got Northwestern in there. Really, it it, it has everything you want when you from a conference. It goes all all across. They were thinking about Washington and Oregon, but that looked like it got thwarted last night. Um, Washington be it, you know, bring you that Seattle market. I don't know what their, their fan base is like. First, I kind of was like, and eh, but I mean, if you add Seattle, they have every major market, <clears throat> care, every major market in the U.S. covered pretty much. I mean, we don't have, we don't have Texas, but like, so who cares? Texas could, could keep yourself. <laughs> well, who cares? I like that. <laughs> who cares? So I, I think it was an unbelievable move. I'm super excited about it. I think it's going to be historic. I mean, to think USC is going to be playing. Big Ten football games yeah, during nah, the season. I, I, Logistically, say- nightmare. Look, I'm so happy that, that North, my son's in Northwestern. He's in the middle. Can you imagine playing like a Tuesday baseball game at, uh, from USC versus versus Rutgers? 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They got to get there. So, so the question then, McCann, I'm glad you said Rutgers, because the question that was presented um, both by our audience member, I appreciate you, Jay Crit, for that question, but also in, in different group chats, because I got one of those questions in a coaching group chat that I, I that I am a member of. Um, same thing. Like the pressure is on now. Notre Dame's got to go. But I, I would say it's the exact opposite because the bigger these conferences get, the more that you got to split up the money. And as long as NBC, right, the only football on the collegiate level that they have is Notre Dame, as long as Notre Dame has that monopoly with the NBC contract, it makes even less sense to, to join one of these conferences because – false. You, have you looked at the numbers? The NBC the numbers contract is not even a big contract. Say again? If you think about it. How much they get a year? I don't know how much they get a year. Look, what I do know is that how much they get, they split it between them and no one. And whether it be your what you make in your bowl game, whatever you're making revenues wise, that 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 whole agreement and the sort of collective of you got to split it up. To me, the bigger the conference gets, the more that you have to split it up, the less likely it is for Notre Dame to join a conference. When Notre Dame was probably most likely to join a conference when they were down in terms of their football performance and when it wasn't a musical chairs and conferences, the conferences were set at 10 and 12. Now that there are more people and Notre Dame has sort of resurrected itself from a performance standpoint, this to me makes the least sense for Notre Dame to join a conference at this moment. They, they've got all the luxuries of being a high-profile program with none of the burdens of needing to split the money. Right. And yeah, they for, got and it's fifteen million. I think up until twenty twenty-five right now. So Shelton that's Jordan, trash. Was, was that's trash. That's the lowest. Fifteen million is the lowest of anybody. Big Ten gets fifty million dollar revenue share before this billion dollar contract they're about to sign with TV. Every school, every so give me individually what that means for each institution. The SEC gets $65 million revenue share every year. That they split? No, 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 no. Each school gets $65 million every year. $65 million every year for each school. Each school. $57 million for the Big Ten. Each school. So Rutgers that hasn't won shit, nothing, nothing. They get more money than Notre Dame. Every school gets more money. So to me, it doesn't make any sense. When you look at it, like, why are we joining? And then Northwestern and uh, Big Ten is, has the Big Ten network, and you know they're about to, to put me? a deal. They're saying over a this is before they had USC, Vanderbilt, forty million dollars a year. Vanderbilt. You know what that means to me? Huh. That means that that because we're in this in this episode, we're talking about a lot of free agency. We're talking about leverage. That just means when the contract expires, Notre Dame's gonna figure out one of these these numbers. Call it Vanderbilt's forty million. And and then make sure that they are making something that is they've never made more though than the rest of the people except competitive for to other other schools because the the Big Ten network the SEC network all those things they have their own network right so they get all the money all the money NBC gets from people and then they give Notre Dame their piece they get all that money for them and they hold on to it and they don't have anybody to share it with but the people that all that's those fair. people make all money. the so networks you're talking point, about that's a- it's, at this point it's 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 snobbery right. I, I used to be like that too. Oh, the money, the money, the money. Man, everybody makes more money than us. That, that's everybody. That, from a TV standpoint, you're right. But that's patently false when it comes to the money that you get from bowl games. Because every single bowl game, now that's set. The winner's going to make a certain amount. The loser's going to make a certain amount. And we typically are. Fair. 
But guess what? If you're typically the loser and you still got to split it up between 12 institutions, I know Bowl money is like $5 million, though, Bob. We're not talking about like you get a hundred. This isn't boxing. Bowl money is like, like $5 million. There's nothing you can show me except for merchandise, in which I don't think that they would have to share and all the other stuff. Notre Dame makes less money than the big, than the sorriest schools in the SEC. You, you, and the, you've proven that when it comes to TV contract. But we're just talking the about money that they would have to share. Maybe I don't know this part. What other revenue do you have to share? Do you have to share ticket sales? No, I don't think the revenue you'd have to share is a big thing other than the, the, the bowl money. What I'm saying to you is having monopoly with the NBC world and being featured in NBC. We've if you go into a conference, you don't have that monopoly. And for we've, Notre we've Dame and it's brand, that's worthless. But go ahead. To, for it, you're saying it's worthless. I say it's not because if to be on NBC every single Saturday, while you might not see the de- direct correlation, but that is what is the brand of Notre Dame that you're going to see it, it every it, it single was. Saturday, no it matter was. what. If you're a part of a conference, you don't have that guarantee. What and TV? What, what like team? Do, not, what team can, doesn't go on TV now? Because they'll play you on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays in the MAC. Every single team. When, when I. My you're freshman out of your year mind. was the first year. I, you, you want to hear a few teams that aren't on national NBC television? Contract was my freshman year, right? So we were this big monopoly. Oh my God, your parents see you every week. Every school gets on TV. Every school does not get on TV every week. You're wrong. Maybe That's not every wrong. week, but it, let me say, you'll find, man, look, you'll find the majority of the games are out there, man. They're televised. Fine. There's a difference from going to ESPN 3 where you got to watch it on your laptop yeah, it's, it's and NBC. They're different. And while you but haven't you made the correlation, million, I can make it. How many M's I got to give you not to give a shit? Say again? How many millions do I have to give you not to give a damn that it's not on NBC, but it's on it's on ESPN Deportes? You're fact. looking at the upfront money. What I'm saying to you is, and there have been studies about this, the fact that Notre Dame has its own network, proverbial own network, has led to the fact that this small institution with roughly 9,000 undergrads has an endowment that's in the top 10. The brand itself is a lot of times contingent on being the feature on NBC every week. So you're looking at it as direct dollar for dollar. I'm looking at it indirectly. The brand and the value has a lot to do with the fact that we see it every week, no matter what. So yes, I agree with you when it comes to if, if, if Vanderbilt and it's, ineptitude in terms of his football program is making $40 million. When it's time to renegotiate the deal, I'm sure NBC is going to have to dig a little bit deeper. But uh, I'll give you final word on it. ETP, USC, and UCLA to the Big Ten before we hop into the next one. What say you? I just want to know how many teams need to join the Big Ten to change the name of Do the they conference. Be I was thinking if they get to 20, they could be the Big Ten West, Big Ten. That's what I was Never. thinking last night. You know why? Again, because it's the value of the name. Like that Big Ten, they got the 10 in the word big. Now that the value of that is just from a right. merchandising standpoint. So the Big we'll Ten, which is comprised of 16 teams. but <laughs> And then I'm also curious, right, because this just exposes like Chip Kelly up and bounced and went to UCLA. Lincoln Riley went to USC. Like it's just interesting how – this all exposes how much of the backdoor behind the scenes work was being done and how this was all in play. Like this isn't a surprise to anybody besides people on the other side of the curtain, right? Like the amount of, you know, operations and ongoing negotiations behind the scenes, it just shows like, I mean, there's just so much money involved in this that, 
these decisions where people are like, oh, you up and went to, you know, this coach went here and this happened. Like, it's all driven by the money. We knew that. But to see these things happen so obviously, college sports is, is taking on a whole different complexion at this point. Yeah, I agree, man. And 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 here on the ball, sports, sports business entertainment collide. Uh, the the size of the business aspect of college sports is is baffling uh, because we think of it as USC and UCLA, and as a great question that that or sort of um, a rhetorical question that the Big Flow Show asked is like, imagine playing a baseball game on a Tuesday. You're right as a UCLA undergrad, and you got to go over to Rutgers. We think of it just from a football standpoint, but every sport, once you join this right. conference, has the same logistical nightmare issues. Um, right. So uh, to be able to uh, absorb that just shows just how much money goes into it because those are non-revenue generating sports, but they're going right. to eat off the revenue generating sports. They're going to pay for them flights. Yeah. Or, what you know, maybe it's someone they're going to be that – that super speed uh, railroad to go from east to west coast, but it ain't here yet. And keep the kids out of class. And keep the kids out of class. Let's finish with this, man, because in this episode of Land of the Free, uh, ironically, yesterday, the last day of Pride Month at Celebrating America was the first day of the Brittany Griner trial in Russia. And I should have put trial in air quotes because I don't know about you, but I don't feel as though she's going to get legitimate shot her fair day in court because there's nothing fair about a system that what was the uh prosecution rate for plaintiffs or for for, uh defendants in russia like if prosecutions were a free throw you want russia shooting for you you want 99 over 99 percent conviction of people who have faced their day in court have been convicted in russia and i say that to say man we've been very consistent saying free britney when I get real excited, you know how I say free Britney, bitch. Um, but free Britney Griner. In this episode of Land of the Free, I'm happy that she's getting her day in court. Uh, the still shots of her, um, and, and I don't want to make light of this at all. I think she's going to be dealing with a lot of trauma. when she, Whenever she gets out of the situation, she looked as though, imagine being, first of all, I, I, if you hold me in captivity of any, of any sort, I would go crazy. But then to be held in that situation uh, unjustly, unfairly and most importantly uh, unable to communicate with most people because they don't speak speak the same language yeah. like the uh, we remember it from just uh, being what do they say uh live in place or whatever they shelter in place from quarantine we all were going crazy we all needed therapy she's doing so in another uh country um uh, with with her rights being just swept from under her so um while we say free Britney, we say it here um, and, and regularly. Um, happy that she's getting her day in court. And I hope that the powers that be here in this country do whatever they need to do to get that young lady home. Um, it's been far too long. And so we'll we'll leave that topic there. Uh, but free Britney, as we always say. Last but certainly not least, man, we'll end today with uh, a moment of silence for uh, a recent death that we had this week. Uh, Marlon Briscoe, who was the first black quarterback in the in the NFL, they moved him to wide receiver. But in the Super Bowl era, he was technically uh, the first black quarterback in the NFL. Uh, Marlon Briscoe uh, died at the age of, I think, 74. Um, he was in his 70s. 
Um, but let's just very briefly, if you will, um, you know, you talk about land of the free and all of the trials and tribulations that black players, especially those who uh, call themselves a quarterback, had to face in this NFL. We talk about Colin Kaepernick and, hit, you know, the collusion uh, that was was sort of, um, you know, issued against him with the NFL. But Marlon Briscoe had to face things that that um, these current quarterbacks couldn't even imagine. So shout out to Marlon Briscoe. Live a great life, man. Let's give a, a brief moment of silence for, for all that he did, for all of us getting opportunities as they relate to football. And with that, man, it's been a great episode. Land of the Free, uh, the Big Flow Show, ETP. Uh, from Chicago, from Jersey City, I'm coming to you from a different part of Jersey. Uh, but we are the Ball Hog Sports Talk, where sports, business, and entertainment collide. This episode, uh, please, we ask you humbly, please like, comment, share. Like, comment, or share. Tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody that you know, and please subscribe to both our YouTube channel and to our podcast. Uh, for those of you, if this is your first experience with the Ball Hog Sports Talk, don't make it your last. Because we only do it one way, rough, rugged, and raw. I am your boy, B. Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. the Ball Hall, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, a.k.a. Mr. Excessive Celebration, and a.k.a. Breezy. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts for your continued support. Catch us next week. We're going to be here doing what we do. And with that, the land of the free episode is over. And we is out. Peace.